This episode of Sound Detectives is presented by Half Price Books. And I'm looking for my next read. You know, sometimes I use books to learn a new hobby, find new recipes, or maybe I'll read a biography, you know, to get inspired, take a walk in someone else's shoes. At Half Price Books, there are so many different stories to choose from. There's an endless world to explore within the store itself, from music to movies, comics, games, even toys, and, of course, books. Because a good book can take you anywhere you want to go. Ah, perfect. Thanks to Half Price Books, I think I found the right story for me. Stay tuned. His sings are missing. This calls for a certain team to solve this mystery. Sound detectives. Hunch knows the ropes, got it start on the street. Sound detectives. I'm Audie the ear here with heart and feet. Sound detectives. A detective duet who are ready to get the world back on track. The world back in soundtrack. The bar is counting on us too to return every splash, every crash, and doodle do. Every splat, every zap, every chomp, every chew. Every ring, every ding, every mew, every whew. What's that sound? Detectives. What's an ear to do when they're torn between loyalties? Their maker and their partner. Their coach and their teammate. Their LeVar and their detective hunch. I've worked so hard to be the best junior detective I can be, and I owe it all to my friend LeVar, but I know what must be done. Audie, you're back. Where have you been? You missed the Tuesday night teriyaki slam. <laughs> I was, um, I was, uh, well, I, uh... uh I've never seen you so tongue-tied, Audie. I was at a stakeout. <laughs> a stakeout? You? Yep. I staked out LeVar's home office to see if I could find any clues about him being the swindler. You know, when LeVar's explaining something to me, he always says... Blah, 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 Audie, blah, 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 blah. But you don't have to take my word for it. So I took his advice, followed your hunch, and I went to see for myself. I even wore a trench coat. Now, just how does a little lobe like yourself even see in the window? What did you do? Did you stand on a dog? In fact, uh, yeah, there was a dog involved, actually. And a cat, too, um, that helped me climb up the trellis so I could see into the side of the house. Sure, sure. Well, if you told me, I would have come and brought popcorn. <laughs> so what did you find on this stakeout? Oh, okay, so I'm searching the perimeter. I start scaling the wall, and I jump down into the garden. That's when the dog comes to check out what I'm doing. I realize I need a way into this window. That's when it hits me. The doghouse. I push it up against the house and climb on top. Oh, I almost lose my balance. But I managed to grip the shingles. Out of the corner of my eye, I see the cat using the trellis as a ladder, and I follow her lead. I shimmy up the trellis, hanging onto the vines. I press against the glass. My breath fogs the window. As I wipe it away, I see! What? What did you see? 
I'm getting to that. I see. That's not Lavar's office. It's the kitchen. But a detective's work is never done. I make my way to the office window. Okay, okay. I, I get it. What did you see? You don't want to hear about how then the cat went up the drain pipe, and so I followed its lead. Write it down, and I'll get to it later. Okay. Are you sure? Yes, write it down. I'll look at it later. Promise? Yes. Okay. All right, all right. You remember when we saw that news story? They found that little piece of computer circuitry in the exact same place one of the sounds went missing? Yeah, yeah, the computer part that was brought in for further investigation. I saw a part that looked just like it on LeVar's desk. Now, how do you know it was like the computer part that was on the news? When I compared and contrasted, I saw that wool was the same color, it was the same size, and... Ultimately, rule number 112, sometimes you got a hunch. Or in my case, an Audi. Yeah, <laughs> that's when an Audi has a hunch. Oh, okay, okay, I get the gist, Audi. For crying out loud, you did some good detective work. You saw the piece of computer circuitry on LeVar's desk, and it looked just like the one we saw on the news, the one that the sound swindler left at the scene of the crime. So, does this mean that you agree with me? That LeVar is the sound swindler? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, I wouldn't go that far. He is, after all, a wonderful man. I mean, someone could have planted those parts on the desk. They might be trying to frame him. Or the parts could just be for his new gaming computer. Adi. We just don't know all the facts. Oh, jumping jackalopes, Adi. We have a lot of facts. We have a crime, a suspect, and evidence. We must unmask LeVar as the sound swindler. No! We should give him a chance to explain himself. We owe it to our friend to speak with him directly. Besides, why would the sound swindler help us return the sounds? There's a voicemail from him blinking right now. Hmm. I agree. Doesn't make much sense, but this whole thing stinks. Like a fish. Like a stinky fish. Okay. I can wait to unmask him, but not for long. Because where there are fish... There is water. You know, that one didn't work, but you get the idea. I'm saying we can sleep on it, okay? Okay. (sighs) I mean it. I'm really exhausted. I was up all night thinking about the case in The Swindler. New message from LeVar Burton. Bonjour, hola, ni hao. Greetings, detectives. I'm over here at the Museum of Sound putting the finishing touches on our welcome center. I've been here pretty much day and night for the past few days. Hardly been home. It's funny. My neighbor told me she saw a three-foot-tall trench coat wandering around my yard the other day while I was gone. Isn't that odd? Oh, no! Uh-oh, Audie. Anyway, the long days and nights will all be worth it. We might just be able to pull off the grand opening. All thanks to you two. You wonderful, intelligent, top-notch detectives. Just remember to stay focused. The heat is on. No, literally. Is the heat on? I don't think so, Lavar. You'll have to excuse me, detectives. I need to track down the electrician about the thermostat. I'm sweating profusely over here. Anyway, here's your next sound. Good luck. Oh, do you think he knows it's me, Hunch? 
I think he has a hunch, Audie, but our Tuesday night teriyaki slam makes a great alibi. Everyone knows that every Tuesday we break out a giant wok and cook up a whole slew of teriyaki chicken. And then we eat as much as we can until we get sick. And everybody knows that, Audie. We take pictures. Anyway, it sounds like we're all pretty worn out. We've been working around the clock, so for now, let's focus on the sound. Let's give it a listen and see what comes to mind. Okay, LaVar sent us this cookie jar, and I was hoping there'd be some chocolate chip cookies in here, but I, I have a feeling now that it's, it's just the mystery sound. Um, well, let's see. Only one way to find out. Okay, and opening the cookie jar. <laughs> um, okay, well, <laughs> well, it's a pretty good one. What's funny? I quit well, laughing. Come on, it's pretty, uh, hunch. Well, I think... This is one that's case closed, open shut. Case closed, Dottie. What do you mean, case closed? Come on, Hunch. It's pretty obvious what the sound is. It's so funny. It could be a million different things, Dottie. It's pretty funny. I think we could just go ahead and say it at the same time, and then the magical swoosh will come. Okay, fine. Let's try it. One, two, three. It's a, a toot. frog. A what? It's a toot. No, Adi, it's impossible. Come on, Hunch. It's definitely like a toot or something. And here I was thinking you were becoming a serious detective. I am. That's why I'm not skipping by an obvious answer. It's an Occam's razor situation. Mm. It's pretty clear. Well, it might be a razor, but I'm not sure, Adi. You know, I could swear I've heard this sound before. Um, um, I just like, I think when we have such an easy one in front of us, it's like nice to just have this resolved, and then we can focus on figuring mm. out, did LeVar see me? Did the neighbor see could me? Did anyone else know the dog somehow communicate that I was messing around in the backyard? I don't think the dog snitched on you, Adi. This sound definitely has a lot of poofed, almost like air moving. Definitely some air moving. Adi. What? Enough <laughs> laughter, Adi. <laughs> you know what? Okay, one more laugh, Adi. Get it out of your system. See, that's almost what the sound sounded like. That's right. And it reminds me of something. When you have too many beans. No, um, art. It reminds me of art. Well, it has three of the same letters. Cut that out. We need to focus up and we need to be serious. Okay. So take a deep breath. And let's try to think of what this sound could remind us of. Seriously. Mm-hmm. Hmm, Adi, this sound reminds me of my time in my art studio. You have an art studio? Yes, that's right, Adi. I pursue the visual arts. I often find myself painting to relax and to focus on solving crimes. Uh, yeah, I guess it's important to take time for yourself, clear it's your It's just head. you and a little bit of smooth jazz and your brushes. Yeah, I would love to see I your work sometimes. I use brushes with a lot of stiff fiber, usually boar's hair. Or oh, wow. Sometimes sable if I'm using watercolors. Fascinating. And I would love to see your work hunch, but I don't understand how... This is going to help us solve I our... I often find myself drifting into a whole new world. Yeah, you are a bit of a drifter. Created of my own hands. Mm-hmm. Hunch, um, but how would a painting help us solve a sound mystery? Oh, you'd be surprised, Dottie. I often find myself in the studio unwinding after a difficult case, painting clues, focusing on photographic evidence, and even painting the faces of criminals. Okay. This might sound a little confusing, but I'll show you how it's connected. Let's go to the art studio. All right. We don't even have to get on a plane this time. We can just walk. You have a beautiful voice. Thank you. Well, here we are, Adi. Let me just let you in here. Whoa! 
Oh my goodness, I see why you spend so much time in here. Beautiful light. Yes. It's important for artists to have good light. I think so, yeah. This is stunning. Hunch, you painted this? You painted this bowl of fruit where it's all bananas but one small blueberry? Oh, stop it, Audie. You flatter me. Um, yeah, that's the only kind of fruit I eat, so it's the only kind of fruit I had around. But it looks so real. Oh my gosh, and oh, you painted this beautiful landscape? Yes, I did, Audie. Oh, but the hills. How'd you get them to look so hilly? Oh, the trick is to make like a curvy line. Oh, and oh, punch a very, very emotive self-portrait. I feel like I'm getting to know you by seeing what you think of you when you paint you. It is a feast for the senses in here. I mean, the visual ones, I really don't hear anything. It's very peaceful, very quiet. That's got to be quiet. Oh, oh, but speaking of which, speaking of sounds, Adi, this is what I wanted to show you. Uh, see this? This is a big tube of oil paint here. Okay. And if I squeeze it... Mm-hmm. That's the sound, Adi. Well, oh, come on, Hunch. That's it. Uh, it's a good step in the right direction, but as we know the rules, if it makes the sound, then that's not the missing sound. Mm, plus, this one sounds a little wetter and a little bit less air involved. A little less breaking wind, if you will. Adi, cut that out. It's not that. It's not a hind burp. This is something else entirely, and we're going to figure out what it is. I just... Mm, hunch, uh, you do seem pretty worn down. Oh, I suppose I am. Uh, the studio is just very relaxing. Uh, sure. Kind of my relaxing space. I understand. And whenever I get here, I get a little extra tired. Oh. I get it, I get it. I mean, we're actually watching paint dry. Hmm, yes, yes. Maybe if I just take a long blink. Why don't you just go ahead and take a little nap, Hunch? It might refresh you. Uh, Audie, I'm not taking a nap. Um, but maybe I'll take a moment just to... Just to rest my eyes, just for a second. You know, Hunch, you're such a good detective. I, I bet you could. Uh, I bet you could solve a case in your sleep. Is that a challenge, Audie? Because I bet you I could. I bet you I could solve a case in my sleep. Oh yeah, definitely a challenge. Go ahead and uh, yeah, go ahead, sit down. But and... I never lay down on the job. No, 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 I... no. Just sit upright in this stiff chair that you could definitely never sleep in. Okay, I'll sit right here. Uh-huh, there you go. Let me just put your feet up over here. Oh, well, thank you. And actually, you know what? Just because we're resting our eyes for a second, uh, I'm going to play the sound one more time, just so just so we know what we're working on. I'll just open this cookie jar. And... Yeah, there you That's go. right, honey. I found a clue. Just a little nap. Indubitably. Never do you no harm. Indubitably. Oh, he's so peaceful. Oh, look at him. Sweet little lamb. I'm going to make sure he's completely asleep before I begin my signature segment. Hunch? Hunch. Yeah. Great, he's knocked out. That means it's time for waxing on ears. Right after this break. Welcome back to our adventure with Half Price Books. Today's story is taking us off the bench and on to the field. Ah, sunshine, snacks, and hey, the bases are loaded. 
and I've got the best view here in the dugout. This stadium is shaking with excitement. He swings. It's a high fly to left field. It's, it's, it's a grand slam. Oh, oh, oh. Well, that's a hard act to follow. <sighs> okay, I'd better get out of here before I get called up to bat. At Half Price Books, stories can take you anywhere you want to go. Now, let's get back to our episode. Now time for waxing on ears. Waxing on ears, waxing on ears, waxing on ears, waxing on ears. He's asleep. You know, the ear continues to hear sounds even while you're sleeping. That's why most people like to be in a quiet room when they sleep. You know, for a long time, scientists thought that the brain shut down while you were sleeping and you didn't process anything happening in the world around you. But now, researchers are discovering that even when we're in a deep sleep, we're listening for certain sounds. Ah, sweet pea. Your brain hears things like the hum of the fridge or the heater or the air conditioner turning on and off. Your brain thinks, okay, those are normal sounds that I should be hearing, and you stay asleep. But as soon as there's a strange sound, you'll wake up right away. What's that tapping on the window? Is someone coming down the stairs? Is someone opening the kitchen cabinet for a little midnight snack? Your brain considers these sounds important. Are you in danger? Is someone going to eat the special crackers that you hid in the cupboard because <laughs> hunches will not buy enough? No. You're not supposed to be hearing that sound right now. Now, the thing that's even more interesting about hearing sounds while you're sleeping is sometimes you can incorporate those sounds from the real world into your dreams. Like when your alarm clock goes off and suddenly in your dream, you hear a fire engine or the school bell. Your brain sometimes uses the sounds from the real world and includes them in your dream in a way that makes sense in your dream world. <laughs> so yes, it is totally possible to hear sounds in your sleep and maybe even solve some sound mysteries there too. A box of my crackers in the art studio, hunch you dog. Okay, so if he can hear this sound in his sleep, it might help him finally agree with me that this is a pretty easy sound to solve. Let me just open this cookie jar one more time. Still hilarious. Still the funniest sound I've ever heard in my life. Ah, mm -hmm. sweet little lamb. You take that nap. Mm. I wonder what he's dreaming about. Ah, oh, yes, a zoo dream. It's one of my favorite kinds of dreams. It's just like the zoo that I visited with my mom and dad when I was a kid. Oh, oh, oh look, look, there's the carousel I always loved to ride when I was a kid. Man, I'd stay on that thing for hours, and they'd beg me to get off. Oh, oh look, 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 a hippo. Hello. Oh, hello there, little buddy. Beautiful day out, isn't it? Do you know that I'm one of the most dangerous animals alive? Yes, it's nice to see you, too. Oh, and a giraffe. 
Hey, my tongue is purple. <gasps> and so it is, Mr. Giraffe. And so it is. Oh, 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 and the polar bears. Ooh. Don't know why I'm cold. I'm used to it. Classic polar bear. Oh, look, an orangutan. Look at him climb that tree. Wow. I love... What was that? What? That's incredibly inconsiderate, Mr. Orangutan. How could you do that? There are children here. Orangutan! Hey, cut that out. I don't like that at all. But it does remind me of something. It's just I can't put my finger on it. <gasps> ah! Audie! Audie, get over here! Where I, are you? I'm Audie, right here, I can't Hunch, see you! Uh, Hunch, I, I've been here the whole time. Oh, Audie, by golly, I've got it! I, 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 I thought of something. I thought of something that the sound might be. Okay. But if I tell you... Yes? You gotta be cool about it. Of course! Audie, you have to promise to be a detective. I am, of course, a detective. I take this very seriously. You gotta be professional, Audie. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think the sound might be the... Flatulence of an orangutan. Adi, what? Stop it. Don't you do it, Adi. I'm not. Adi, please. Enough giggling, enough chuckling, enough tomfoolery. Okay, it's just that I had the right answer pretty quickly, and you are trying to take credit for it because you thought of it in your sleep. Adi? Yeah? We know what we need to do next. You're right. It's about solving the mystery and getting the sounds back, not who's right and who knew instantly what the sound was. Exactly. Let's investigate this flatulatory occurrence Mm -hmm. with the utmost sincerity. Yes, of course. So we must go to the local zoo. We go to the zoo. Oh, a zoo! Amazing! I've never been to a zoo! Huh. Are there any pinky-winky, squiggly-wiggly pigs there? You know, they might have pigs, Audie. Yes! But if we see a pig, you cannot try to take the pig. I gotta take the pig. If you try to take the pig, Audie, they will never let us back. I know, I know. Rule number 94, don't take a pig. Don't take a pig. You can't take a pig, Audie. But you can. Love them from afar. It's magnificent! In ten minutes, please visit our giraffe exhibit as we open the feeding station. Oh, wow, look at all the happy kids. Oh, it's such a beautiful day. Look at all the animals. This is amazing. Uh, Yeah, it's pretty great. It's just not exactly what I thought of in my dream. Ooh, look at this flamboyance of flamingos. Uh, I'm not really sure where to go here, Adi. Are we on the north side or the south side? Uh, I think we're in the east side of the park. Okay, let's just look at the map. Hmm. Some zoos organized by continent or region or biome, and some zoos organized by species. Yeah, but are the orangutans going to be in Southeast Asia or great apes? Right. It's two separate areas. That's right. Hmm. Oh, I think we could probably just go on this sign right in front of us that says primates this way. Oh, Adi, that's very clever. Yeah. Okay, we'll follow the primate sign. Okay, Ooh. Howler monkeys. Ooh, we've got some gibbons, Ooh. some lar gibbons, Audie. Okay. Howler monkeys. Uh-huh. We got some lemurs. Capuchins. Sure. We have some macaques. macaques. Got some mandrills. Uh-huh. Got some baboons, Audie. Oh, baboons. Yep. yep. We got a shifaka. Uh-huh. Oh, there they are. Oh, orangutan. Hello. Look at them. Okay, now, how are we going to make one of them break wind? Uh, maybe... I guess we just wait around. Oh, that one's eating some cabbage, having some roughage. 
lot of fibers. That's gonna come out one way. That's gonna do it. Oh! I think that was a little. I think that was a little bit of a toot. I think that already a toot. Oh, it was a toot. I I did hear it a little bit of a flagellatory occurrence, Audie. Okay, okay, okay. Since we could hear it, I don't think it's the missing sound, but I think it's probably time to compare. You know, rule number forty-two: compare and contrast. So I'll open the cookie jar again. Okay, you know, after hearing that muffled toot, I feel like there is something different happening with the air. You know, when you toot or break wind, it's mostly just air going out. Yeah. But the mystery sound has a at the end. As if the air gets sucked back in. It goes out and then it goes in. And not to get too specific. Please, we gotta get specific. But when one flatulates, the air only goes one way. It's only breaking one way. So this must be something else. And I do think you might have been onto something with the paint, but you know, just like you needed that nap, I have got to get a snack. Mm. I can't focus right now, Hunch. Do you think we could maybe take a little break and circle up these ideas? I think so. It's hard to find clues on an empty stomach, Audie. I'll say that. Ooh, here's just a little snack stand. Funnel cake. Mm. Too sweet. Too sweet. Frozen bananas dipped in chocolate. Oh, too cold. Mm. French fries? Oh, perfect, Dottie. You want to split a little side of fries? Yeah, I wouldn't mind splitting a fry because I'm not hungry enough for a full order. Ooh, do you think they have chocolate milkshakes? For what? Dipping, hello. Oh, Audie, you're not dipping your fries in a chocolate milkshake. You gotta. Oh, no, no, I don't think they have that here, Audie. Okay. We'll just get some fries, and you know what I like to dip? What? A little bit of ketchup. Sure. Fries and ketchup. Wait a second. Fries and ketchup. Ketchup and fries. Ketchup. 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 It's a ketchup bottle. It's a ketchup bottle. Wait for that magical swoosh. Ooh, there's that smooth, smooth riff. You know, Audie, sometimes it can be hard to keep our composure. Well, I mean, I think we should just all agree that they're hilarious. Even when we think that it might be a fuff. You can say it. A fart. (laughs) Even if we think it might be that. I think it's important to be serious. Is it? Okay, maybe not, Audie. It's a little bit funny. Beverly Beekman coming to you live with a special report on the missing sound situation. The squirt of the ketchup bottle is back, and I'm here with someone affected by that missing sound to tell us more about it. Would you mind introducing yourself for us? My name is Anissa Ramirez, and I'm a material scientist, and I'm also the author of The Alchemy of Us. And Dr. Ramirez, I understand that material science is kind of like the science of stuff. You study human-made materials like plastics, metals, glass, and of course, one very special material, ketchup. So can we talk about why ketchup in a bottle makes a flatulence-like sound? When air wants to leave a vessel, it's going to make a noise, particularly if the opening is very, very small. 
So if I fill up my cheeks and I punch my cheeks and the air is coming from a big space to a small space, which is like the hole that's between my lips, the air is going to make the lips vibrate and make a very nasty noise, a very rude noise. And that's kind of what you're hearing with ketchup. Okay. So you have a bottle and then you have a small opening. There's ketchup inside and you're hitting the bottle and the air pockets are interacting or they're messing with the ketchup, which is making it vibrate, which causes this rude noise. Makes sense. Now, we're talking about the sound from a plastic squeeze bottle, and when you use those, it's easy to get ketchup out and onto your plate. But it's not so easy when it's in a glass bottle. Sometimes the ketchup won't come out. You give it some firm, and it comes out in a big rush. There's way too much ketchup all over your plate. Why does that happen? The thing about ketchup is that it's really weird. You know, we know about liquids, and we know about solids, but ketchup is both. Uh huh. That's weird. Solids, we know if you turn it upside down, you can't pour it. Liquids, you turn it upside down, you can pour it. Ketchup, sometimes you can pour it, and sometimes you can't pour it. Ketchup kind of has an attitude. It'll pour or it won't. I get it. <laughs> but why is ketchup this way from a scientific standpoint? Well, it's because of the way ketchup is made. Ketchup is made of tiny bits of tomatoes that have been pulverized, and they're inside of a liquid of vinegar and spices. And it's the bits of tomatoes that make it act really, really weird. Okay. Sometimes it's a liquid, and sometimes it's a solid. And what makes the difference? It's force. When you have a certain amount of force, it will act like a liquid, and if you don't have that amount of force, it'll act like a solid. So that's the reason why when you want to pour ketchup on your french fries, you have to either shake it up or hit the bottle because it's that force that allows the particles inside to arrange themselves so they can flow out of the bottle. So by force, you mean the actual movement and energy of someone hitting the bottle will get it to flow to make it act like a liquid. There you have it, folks. Thanks, Dr. Ramirez. This has been a special report for major news. New message from LeVar Burton. Detectives, I'm sorry I missed you. I know you've been wanting to catch up. <laughs> Get it? Catch up? Oh, this new alarm system. It has a mind of its own. I should have gone with the same setup I used at home. Far more practical, but... It seems insurance companies frown upon ye old guard dog, especially when insuring a museum of this magnitude. I don't need anyone snooping around the museum before the big opening, the same way they seem to be doing around my house. Oh, whew, there we go. Now, where was I? Oh, no, 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 no! Detectives! It appears the sound swindler has struck again! My welcome center has been ransacked! Oh, I hope there aren't any more missing sounds. Why, Sound Swindler? Why? Oh, no, this is terrible. LeVar will never have the museum ready for the opening. The Sound Swindler is still causing chaos everywhere. No, 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 no. I still think my theory is correct. LeVar is the Sound Swindler. Maybe this break-in is more of a fake-out. You know, he's trying to throw us off his trail. I 
don't know, Hunch. LeVar sounded so upset. I mean, it was really convincing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. LeVar is a very talented actor. I know that could be true, Hunch, but it still doesn't answer the why. Why would the sound swindler give us the sounds to return? I mean, that part just doesn't make any sense. Hmm. I gotta admit, Adi, I'm a little stumped as well. <sighs> what I do know is that something is fishy. And where there's fish, there's, there's water. water. Something here reeks of fish, Adi, and we're gonna figure out what it is one way or the other. All right. You're right. We'll stay on the case and get it figured out. But first, we'll get a good night's sleep so our heads are clear. But I think while we sleep, we should play some sounds so we have sweet dreams. How about the sounds of little squiggly wiggly piggies having a great time? Adi, you want to fall asleep to the sounds of hogs? Yep. Screaming and squealing? Yep. Okay, I think I could do that. Shoo! Shoo! Oh, it's such a squiggly wiggly pinkity dinkity. Oh, I love your little squiggly tail. Stick around after the credits for another sound mystery. I think you might be the perfect person to help me solve it. Sound Detectives features the voices of Jessica McKenna, Benny Thomas, and yours truly, LeVar Burton. This episode also features Dr. Anissa Ramirez. Our newscaster is voiced by Julia Smith. This episode was written by Julia Smith, Joanna Sokolowski, and Isabel Redmond-Dolce, and produced by Julia Smith and Joanna Sokolowski. Additional dialogue is by Jess McKenna and Vinnie Thomas. Our story editing is by Josephine Martirana and John Delore, with additional story editing by Matt Powers. Our sound design, engineering, mixing, and additional original music is by Brendan Burns. With additional sound design by Tamika Weatherspoon. Our managing producer is Tamika Weatherspoon, and our associate producer is Talon Stradley. Original theme music by Adam Dybert and Jessica McKenna. And our artwork is by Aaron Nestor. Sound Detectives was created by Julia Smith and Joanna Sokolowski. Our executive producers are Josephine Martirana for Stitcher, LeVar Burton, Isabel Redmond-Dolce, and Sangeeta Patel for LeVar Burton Entertainment, and Julia Smith and Joanna Sokolowski. Hi there. Thanks to you and the Solvall Squad, we figured out the mystery sound from the last episode. Let's take one more listen. You helped us identify that as the sound of French fries being fried. <sighs> Some fresh French fries, a nice bottle of ketchup, and I'm ready for a snack. But we don't have time for a snack. It's time to listen to the new mystery sound. <laughs> Oh my, I bet if Audie were here, she'd think that was also a toot. Let's listen one more time. It's a very low sound. Sounds like someone is maybe blowing. But what do people blow into that makes such a low sound? Huh, I'm stumped, but I bet you know what it is. Need some help? Visit SoundDetectivesPodcast.com for a peek at Detective Solvall's handbook. We'll reveal the answer next episode, along with a brand new sound for you to solve. Sound good to you? Sounds great to me.
This episode of Sound Detectives was presented by Half Price Books. Thanks for tagging along on another adventure. Was that Jackie Robinson rounding third? Half Price Books understands the importance of helping kids discover their love of reading from an early age with stories and adventures that take kids to places they've never been before. Learn more and find your local Half Price Books at hpb.com. And thank you to Half Price Books for sponsoring this episode of Sound Detectives. Stitcher. 